Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Daily Podcast. I am one half of your host. My name is Chris, a.k.a. Necronominoms, excuse me. Joining us is, as always, my co-host, Beck. Hello, how you doing? Good, how are you, Beck? Pretty good, strangely enough. Like we said last week, it was nice weather. It's now snowing. Yeah, no, that happened here, too. It's dumb. I hate it. But outside of that, pretty okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's really annoying in our friend group because we have the three of us who live in generally like Midwestern to like Northern-ish area. And then we have one friend who lives in California. And so when we talk about snow, he's like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) What is snow? (laughs) It's April. (laughs) And we're like, yeah, we know that. (laughs) (laughs) Like being in North, like, I'm like, I guess I'd be Northeast, right? In Pennsylvania. And like, we're both near like lakes. So it's just like, we're bound to have some type of cold temperature. Right, right. How was, um, how was your week? Did you play any, uh, play any games this week? I, I, uh, I think I did play some games, but I, like mainly I got a new cat. So I have three cats now and I've been focusing on that for the most part. Uh, so that's been annoying, to be honest, because cats are cats not getting along. Right. Uh, but as far as games go, I think it's just games that I played with, like, like you guys, like our friend group. So yeah, like yeah. Cor- like Core Creeper, Risk of Rain. Okay. I uh, I did do one thing that was almost cathartic for me. Uh, which was I bought and played a little bit of Katamari Damacy. Oh, <laughs> um, you, you made you made some planets. I made one star. Oh, uh, and I had to shut it off because I got a headache. <laughs> it's oh. uh it's a wild game. Uh, I knew it was crazy. Let Let's just start off by saying this. So I don't know. I didn't know much about that game. Uh, like a 12 year old Chris remembers watching G4 TV, specifically X play mm-hmm. uh, and seeing a review for Katamari Damacy. And all I could remember from that review was the song, the theme song, the la, 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 yeah, la, yeah. la, la. And that song has been stuck in my head ever since. You know how like in cartoons, like if there's like a, a like a dumb character where there's like nothing going on in his head, they like X-ray his head and it's just like a monkey clapping and like mm-hmm. circus music going off. This it's, is yours. <laughs> that's my head, but like with the little Katamari ball rolling around and that song just playing over and over in my head. That's <laughs> my life. That's been my life since I was like 12 years old. You do always reference it. Like, and, and we always ask you, like, did you play that game? And you're like, no. It's well, I like, finally oh, played it. <laughs> good. Yeah, I actually remember the X-Play interview, too. And I remember Morgan Webb being like, why is that bear humping the air in the intro? Or whatever. <laughs> it's yes, wild. I also remember it. Yeah. I, I yeah. played a little bit. I didn't know exactly how weird it was. Uh, I had my wife sitting next to me on the couch, uh, and she couldn't look away. It wasn't like a thing where it was like she was uh, vested in it or like interested, but it was almost like that thing where it's like, oh, it's a car crash. I can't look away. Her, every time I looked to my side, her jaw was open. Like her mouth was just held open 
and she was just staring in amazement at this ridiculous game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's definitely like out there. I believe like the I can't remember what the creator's name is, but like he the, like the game he games he made after Kadmari Monty are also just like very strange out there games that are like nonsensical almost or I don't want to say existential, but they're weird. Uh for people who don't know Kadmari Damasi, you are like the Prince of the Galaxy, I believe. Prince of the Cosmos? Cosmos, yeah. And you what you do is your 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 dad, the king or the emperor of the cosmos, tells you to like he 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 went on like a bender and he like destroyed a bunch of planets. And you're like rolling up debris from Earth. I think it's always from Earth. Uh, you're taking all this stuff, you start as a small ball, and like it even says your size in like meters, I believe. And yeah, like and, centimeters. Set of meters, and as you like build up traction, you're like picking up like tiny things and then medium sized things and bigger things. Like, you'll eventually you'll start like balls, cats, dogs, and then you'll build up to like people, cars, then into like buildings, mountains, whales. Like, and then by the time you end like the level, because I believe it's timed, uh, your father decides if it's worthy enough to become a planet, and if it's not, he just crushes it into stardust. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really really wack wacky game. It's it was I the dialogue was what caught me the most, I think. I, outside of like the intro obviously being bonkers, it's also just yeah. the dialogue from the king in particular is just oh boy. That he's like an an eccentric jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was just a piece of catharsis for me, I guess, after a long, long road. I finally it was on sale on the Switch. Um I had bought uh Civ Six for on sale and I saw that and I was like, okay, let me just grab this finally. Might as well. Yeah, I feel like I should also grab that on like Switch or something just to see how it is. Yeah, it's I mean it's actually like kinda like the it's not difficult, but the controls no are so wonky like it's not a difficult like it's hard to lose that game like i don't think it's possible really uh like i guess you could just not meet your goal or something but outside of that uh you don't like die or anything no but the controls are just like really difficult to get to do what you want them to do and that's the nature of the game i think yeah, because you're like you're 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 the prince is like a little boy on top of this ball that you're kind of yeah, forming. it's meant to be weird and awkward. For sure. I think I played it on like PS2. I think I think I rented it or something. I can't remember. It's been a long time. It's either PS2 or like GameCube. Uh, I think it was I don't remember if it was for the GameCube or not. I know it was on the PlayStation. Yeah, definitely PlayStation. There might have been like a different version on GameCube, but I definitely played it on PS2 then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely a wacky game. I'll have to try it again to see how it holds up. Yeah, good luck. Uh, something we missed last week is we, we we didn't realize it was like Easter. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was about like, to ask I, you about that. Did you did you celebrate Easter at all or do you do that? This, I normally don't do much holiday celebrations outside of like eating with family. And this year was different because like uh, the family member that we normally eat with, she passed away. So yeah, I'm sorry we about did, that. We did a, it was almost surreal. Uh, you've seen Christmas Story, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, that ends with them eating in a Chinese restaurant. Uh, we ended up eat, eating hibachi for Easter. <laughs> which, I, as I was sitting there and I was just like looking at my uh, fiance's family, I was just like, you know, this is this is like Christmas story. And they all stopped and they're like, they started laughing. They're like, yes, it is. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, the hibachi was usual. I've had hibachi like a lot. So it was nothing special, but, you know, got to spend it there with all the other families. It was surprisingly packed. Like when we went, we went in, there wasn't many people. But outside of that, like after like 10 minutes or so, there's like a lot of families there. Uh, and the staff were just, you know, they were okay. They're like, we're just here. We're doing our job. <laughs> not even getting paid extra. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad way to yeah, spend your Easter, how, you know? How about you? Didn't do anything. Not not a thing. Uh, I will say there's one thing I did do. Okay. Oh, I went okay. uh I went hopping down the bunny trail. Oh jeez, no one's gonna understand that. And every nope. time I I see <laughs> hippity hoppity anywhere like anywhere, I think immediately back to this Warcraft three uh, game. Yeah, I it's something that I've talked with you about before. Because it really feels like uh, it was just a fever dream that I had as a child because it just feels like no one has ever seen it before or played it before. I've never gotten confirmation outside of you that anyone has seen this before. Uh, for anyone who's not familiar, what we're talking about is Warcraft 3, I think it was for Frozen Throne specifically, had a mod uh, that was just built into the game. It was just a modded map uh, that was called Funny Buddies Egg Hunt, I believe. Uh, where you played as nightmare bunny creatures running away from other nightmare bunny creatures trying to collect eggs. Yeah, they're like these big grotesque. Uh, they they were they were uh, furborgs. Yeah, they were or they were furball models. Yeah, yeah. Except they put big bunny ears on them, and I think they gave them a cigar and the base version of it. Uh, I don't think it's in the remade version of it. Yeah, I didn't see it in the remake because I actually played it recently just to see if it was in Reforged because I do own Reforged. I didn't see yeah. any cigars at all. Yeah, I went went back and double checked to see if I didn't like imagine it. And I was like, yeah, there's a cigar on that one. I think they like patched in the cigar at one point or something <laughs> uh, like a stealth patch where you like you really you, you can just like updates randomly and then you just turn on and they'll say what it was. I miss yeah. the old days of like a company just putting something in and you don't like immediately have it like data mined out already. Yeah, I mean, they don't do they didn't do many patch notes back then. I, I used I, I'll get on this tangent later. Anyways, uh, how did the game play? Is it as you remembered? Because I, I know we played it together at one point. Yeah, uh, I mean, it played exactly as I remembered. You just you have the option to buy like tomes and stuff, but like. You just run around, pick up uh, eggs. I went in solo because obviously, uh, but like just to mess around uh, much harder if you're playing by yourself, because I mean, you can't lose because there's no one else to lose against. But uh, you are the only one getting chased by the nightmare for buddies. Yeah. Did you kill them? No, I did not. Oh, um, you could storm bolt them. They die in one hit. Yeah, I didn't pick up Stormbolt at first. I I just uh like took up Endurance Aurea because all I wanted to do was just run around and look at the map and stuff and also 
listen to the quotes from the nightmare creature that you played. Right. How many quotes were there? There were only like three. I thought I remembered more. It was like hippity hoppity, uh, hopping down the bunny trail. And then uh, there was a third one uh, that was meant to be a joke one where it's like, oh, if I tilt my ears like this, I get better reception or something like that. Oh, jeez. Sounds like you'd have to like, <laughs> press a button to dance to get that or something. Yeah. Oh, good times, yeah. though. Yeah, it was just like a mini game where you like you competed against, I think, six other rabbits or so. Uh, and you're trying to just pick up all these eggs. You get points. And your character, your, your bunny, your evil Easter bunny guy, is just a modified version of like a few other heroes. So it was um, Mountain King, the dwarf hero or human i guess and the Ch- Torin chieftain orc hero and then you had like a bunch of stuff that was just related just to this event where it was like doubling your score and stuff yeah uh, and you had the the main ability which was tag so you uh theoretically if you were actually playing with people you would try to tag a player mm-hmm. and when you tag them that means that uh they get they are the ones who get chased by the uh oh, that, evil bunnies the, the nightmare bunny thing yeah. yeah okay yeah your storm bolt wouldn't kill them in one hit but it would kill like there's like another bunny that ran around that would drop a golden egg that you could storm bolt in one shot okay. uh, you could also like mess up other players too you could like storm bolt them right in front of like the, the big evil bunnies and they would just start mauling them to death <laughs> uh which is cool and then there's like little mini games in between it was in multiple rounds and the mini yes. games were like survive um, against a bunch of these big bunnies. Yeah. Collect as much really as you can and survive. Yeah. There's like two of those. And then the final one was like, you're trying to get to the end of a trail, a straight line, but you can like zigzag through, but it'll like murder you with like a big blade or something. Right. Uh, weird times. That was, that was our Easter, you know? Yeah. As gamers who played Warcraft 3. Yeah, I can't help but imagine that mod. Like, every year I'm reminded of that. Because that was nightmare fuel for me uh, <laughs> yeah, back then. It's, it's definitely creepy. But, I mean, if you really think of it in, like, perspective, like, mods like that, that's how we got, like, Dota and League of Legends. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, we don't have... I mean, I'm sure there's some games that like this took from and maybe the people who made this mod kind of went on to do other things. Yeah, I think that that lineup uh, that you're talking about at the end, I think that's just like Run Kitty Run, basically. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. No, it was basically the same concept. You just you just ran in a straight line and tried to make it to the end. Okay. And you had to not die. (laughs) Uh, yeah, these these are the stuff we did whenever we played work. Like a lot, I know a lot of people played Warcraft three. Like didn't even bother playing like uh, the normal mode, like versus strategy game against other people or ranked. They just went on, did mods, and just played Dota and stuff like this. Yeah, even Tower then, like yeah. that that mod was just uh, like built into the game. That was like from Blizzard themselves. So I don't know yeah. if a lot of people even played that one really. Because you were playing the mods that people made. So you were playing like Dota or Run Kitty Run or Tower Defenses. Yeah, yeah. I, I know like it was like eight or no, nine years ago, maybe longer, where we were just like, do you remember that bunny game? And we just went and tried to play it together. It's just us in there. And we were just like, 
this is real. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we didn't make it, it up. None of, none of our friends get it. Yeah. I mean, we don't, I don't know many other people aside from like you that actually played Warcraft 3 either, to be fair. Yeah. I was one of the few people who like actually played like ranked in it. And I liked, I just enjoyed like pressing random and just going in with whatever team I got and ranked because you could get special icons if you like did that a lot. The final icon for doing maxing it but like doing like i think 500 wins in ranked was you got like illidan and i was like edgy <laughs> yeah you were the one who actually showed me like how rts's are meant to be played when you're playing against people and that was when i was like no thank you <laughs> it's a lot of micro macro i don't got the fingers for that yeah most people don't i think i, I don't think i would today uh the age of 30 i don't think my uh clicks per second or minute or whatever up to snuff APM actions per minute. Yeah, no, that's not me. Uh, uh, anyways, speaking of, uh, speaking of Warcraft, we got a new expansion. Yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't even want to watch this till you brought it up and I was like, I guess I'll go watch it. Cause like we, we didn't even finish out the previous one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it gave us any information that was based on a previous no, expansion, so... It didn't, other than the world exists, I guess. <laughs> right, the world didn't end. Um, yeah, no, uh, like, it's really cool. I mean, we got to see there, it looks like it's going to involve more uh, old world, like, pre-Curse of Flight. I don't know what those people, were they Earthen? Those were uh, the... They were, like, the Titan, like... Yes, those are the, those are the Titan forged like yeah the initial titans that they placed down probably whenever they initially made the uh as dragon aspects yeah that was like wow information i haven't used in a year yeah it's like precursor of flesh people very old world kind of deal uh yeah we got to see that looks like we're visiting a very old place where you know dragon flights were probably birthed or whatever whatever yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That they're birthed around uh, the frozen throne or whatever, but with the big dragon that I can't remember the name of it right now that I could have named really easily a long time ago. Big dragon. Yeah, hey, all the dragon. Oh, Galakrond. Galakrond. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, whenever they kind of all formed their aspects. Yeah, I had to boot up that info too. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, we don't play wow much anymore because of all the negative stuff around it and kind of burn out on it last time we played it yeah i mean the last expansion didn't seem to go very well either gameplay wise it seemed like a lot of people had complaints i mean all people always have complaints but it seemed to be a bit more than i would think usually happens like i personally never have anything negative to say like i'm just happy having like some content to do i enjoyed running dungeons uh I felt there was a lot of stuff to do, but you get bored doing your weeklies and your dailies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for me, it was the story that started to fall out for me. I mean, for me, I think like, wow, started losing me story wise back in, um, really, uh, for like battle for Azeroth. Like, I think that's where it started to lose me. And I don't know if it was just how I felt at the time in general, like, we had this weird thing where like Syl- Sylvanas went like like super like 
uh, undead fascist kind of deal. And I'm like, I don't need any more fascist story <laughs> right now. You know, uh, maybe I just don't need that in my fantasy game. Uh, it just felt like a weird turn. I know that she is, was probably going to be evil the whole time, but, uh, or like, at least like not good, you know, but I don't, it just feels weird that it happened like that is all. Yeah, it's interesting that you, you said it was Battle of Azeroth that it fell off for you, where most for most people, like the hardcore players, I guess hardcore lore people, it fell off um, in Cataclysm because uh, Wrath of the Lich King was the last Warcraft 3 uh, related expansion, because from then on then out, uh, it was just whatever they had that we just didn't know of. Right, yeah, that makes sense too where everything else was like you knew at least some portion of it from just playing Warcraft three. And yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. Uh, wrath of the Lich King also coming, uh, in the form of wrath of the Lich King classic. So we're getting that as well. I'm sure that'll bring people back. Everybody talks about wrath of the Lich King. Like it was the best stuff ever. I know whenever I played then I wasn't too into rating at that point. So I can't really talk. Wrath didn't do it, it for me. Like, I don't know. Like, I love the story, obviously, like continuing Arthas and everything. As far as gameplay goes, like, I think I'm not like super invested in returning for Wrath of the Lich King as much as I was for Vanilla or like the Burning Crusade. For me did you personally. Play any of the Burning Crusade classic? I did not play. That, that was around the time where like I was already out of WoW because of all the stuff that's going on. And so uh, I dropped my subscription anyways. So no, I didn't get back into classic for Burning Crusade. Yeah, no. I mean, it sucks too. Like uh, Dragonflight, I definitely would want to try out just because more stuff with the dragon aspects. I love the dragon aspects. The, that story and stuff I think is really cool. Uh, and I would love the chance to, you know, fight under a, a specific dragon flight, you know, and uh, do that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Like, I, whenever I, I saw it, I was like, first off, I was like, this is exactly the route I was thinking they would take with, with it, with like dragon aspects, restoring the, the world. Even before, like, we finished out Shadowlands, I, I thought this is the direction they would take. Um, new class looks cool. We're a little disappointed with how that's kind of limiting, right? A little weird to me. Yeah, yeah, explain that. Yeah, for me, so the new class is Evoker, and the new class is tied to the new race, which is the Drakthir, which are like humanoid dragons. It looks like you'll get to kind of swap forms, kind of like Worgen, to where you'll be like kind of humanoid. You'll probably look like an elf or something. It's definitely uh, blood, like a blood elf looking thing. Yeah, blood elf, high elf kind of deal. Which which I think they did that because um like Alexstrasza and like, all the other not, not, not all not of them all the aspects well were like elves but like yeah I mean aren't... so so uh to my knowledge there was one I under the blue dragon flight I think right uh was it Calicos yeah but he's like the one who took up after the other one went insane. Right but now. the other one, I didn't. I don't remember seeing human form, but I think it was like human if he ever went human form. Uh, Black dragon aspect also did that. Uh, did slash does that. So there's um, like uh, Nefarian who went human. 
There was the son, which I can't remember his name right now. Wow, the son that we're like, what are you doing here? Like, you're literally not. The one that when you fight him, he swaps your st- spells and messes up stuff. That's like a class specific. Ethereum? Did we fight him? Ethereum? Am I thinking, like, was it was it Ethereum's son? Like, the, the new one, like, from, uh, he has, like, a turban, I think. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember his name. They call him the Black Prince. Yeah, uh, he goes uh, human. Uh, I think there are, I think there is like a either blue or red dragon aspect who also goes human. I can't remember who off the top of my head, but I do remember that. But anyways, uh, regardless of that, it's a new race that you get to play, but it's tied directly to the class. And if you play that race, you can only play that class. So the class is called invo- uh, an, excuse me, an evoker. The evoker has two specs, kind of like demon hunter. So the specs are either uh range DPS, which is actually the first new range DPS full stop. There actually have only been melee specs and stuff. Uh, uh since new classes came out. <laughs> yeah. Just so that that's actually interesting. Uh, and then there is a healing spec as well. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I wish they would have just added like a tank spec that was more related to like one of the other aspects of the dragon flights. Like a black dragon flight is a tanking spec, but this one, like, that's what whenever I, I like they talked about it, I was like, this is the direction. Yes, I was excited. I was like, yes, so like blue and Red will be like your caster, and then green and bronze will be your healer because you know bronze can like do time stuff. But I was like, what? No tanking spec or melee DPS? I thought it was weird. I'm glad it's mail based, like chainmail, because we needed yeah. one of those because there's only been two in the game for the longest time. Right. If they would have made it anything else, I would have actually been really upset. <laughs> I say yeah. this like guaranteed to play it. I'm not guaranteed to play this expansion. I'm just, you know, I like, I, I would, I still do like the wow lore to some extent we're we're tied to it no matter what we do yeah it's uh but yeah like the the new race is also weird to me just because having only one class is saying like okay you're telling me they can't like pick up a sword and just like be a warrior they can't like pick up a dagger and be a rogue like there's i know there's technically more in the lore to being like a warrior i guess like there's probably some weird mysticism that they explain but like i don't believe that they can't do one of the other classes uh it was like how back in uh bc whenever blood elves came out they were they couldn't be warriors and i'm like you're telling me none of them were like able to just fight with a sword and shield and like not use like paladin stuff Uh, well yeah from what i understand like that was like a holdover from Warcraft three to some extent. Cause like when we do the missions, when you're just playing as strictly the blood elves, not just the humans with blood elf units, uh, they didn't have like a, like a knight class. I think there were squires, which would make sense for like a warrior, but the blood elves did not have a warrior unit. The closest you got was the spellbreaker, which, which I think up- even a spellbreaker was just using basically like mana tap slash silence, which is what all the blood elves had anyways. It kind of, well, yeah, they, they, it it fed more into like how their paladins ended up being, being like these, uh, 
demon sucking paladins, blood knights. Yeah. Which is cool. Whenever I talk about it, it sounds so edgy. <laughs> <laughs> and I never played as one. You did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I refuse um, to play as a blood elf. That's fair. I understand. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I want to play that uh, because, like you said, like we're pretty connected to WoW, like the lore and stuff. Uh, it sucks that the company is the way it is because that's what's stopping me. It's also, I just, I've had it like we played New World and I have that itch again. I have that MMO itch, you know? Absolutely. And it, it creeps up on me all the time. And so it's like, I have other games to play, but I just really want to get back into an MMO. And I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's just like the holdover nostalgia from like how I felt playing WoW back in the day or something like that. Or if it's just I want something to sink my time into where the the progress remains, you know, because once yeah. you beat a game, you've beaten it. it it's mm-hmm. like you had the memories of playing it and like you can always replay it. But MMOs definitely have that appeal of being like, I worked on this character. Now that character is there. And if there's an expansion, if there's new content, that character will be ready to go. It's like a thing that stays there and the progress is still visible. Yeah, you never finish it is what it feels like. Right. Uh, how I feel about like that getting that itch to go back to an MMO, I, I feel like I maybe everybody has like a cycle of gaming. Like if you're like, it's hard to say, I'm a gamer. That, that means so much something else nowadays, I feel like. <laughs> uh, you go, if, if you really played like a diverse group of games, uh, you would get it. You would like say you play like a shooter. You'd be like, okay, I'm done playing shooters. I'm gonna go to like an RPG, like a role, the turn-based role-playing game. And then once you play a turn-based role-playing game, you'd go to maybe like a platformer. And then maybe you'd after the platformer, you'd go to an MMO, which is similar to an RPG, but it has whatever that MMO has. Uh, and I feel like you just go through your genre of games, and that MMO is just one I personally also get an itch for because you just want that sensation of being in that world with other people, whether you're really playing with them or not. Like I, I did a lot of stuff solo whenever I play, but like the idea of having other people there around me, I don't know. felt like a void for me. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I, I know uh, you probably feel the same way, but I have a very deep connection to MMOs where like when I was younger, I mean, I didn't have friends. Like I grew up and, got made fun of a lot. Um, I was overweight and I was just super awkward. And uh, I think the whole dead parents thing didn't help. So uh, what really helped was playing MMOs. Like I got to, I wouldn't have met you if it weren't for wow, for example. Uh, And now you're still my friend to this day. You're still my best friend. You were my best man at my wedding. Like uh, it's just very like deep connection uh to this genre of games and especially wow but like uh you know we've played other things since then too like other mmos uh it's just something that i've always enjoyed because partially just because of that original connection to them where it brought me uh into like a social life and it also brought me into the gaming world more absolutely and some people who didn't play like mmos or online games i guess the boomers would look at mmos as like that's not real social interaction you're not really learning from this but for us that was just how we got to socialize and really learn and grow as people (laughs) yeah 
Exactly. I had a lot of like memories tied. Like I still remember just things that happened in MMOs that probably aren't Mm -hmm. like super significant, but they're just these like solid memories. Like I still remember like tanking uh, like curator back in the day and like having that uh, moment as like main tank where my uh, weapon broke and just like scrambling through my bags and finding uh, (laughs) my like fury weapons for PVP that I was like, okay, I'm going to equip this and like just, just managed to make it through that fight uh, and like saving the, saving the fight. And like, that's like a very clear memory I have from back then. (laughs) Uh, It's a core memory for you is what it is. Yeah. People like make fun of like guys for just like creating core memories over the smallest, dumbest things. But yeah, for sure. I can definitely see how just like you're just scrambling and you're like, oh, the raid is going to die because of me because I didn't repair. Like maybe you died a lot and you, your weapon broke down or maybe you forgot to repair it prior to going in. But like you just you you saved the fight right there just by having like your off spec weapons on you. Yeah. Do you have uh, uh, do you have any memories from like an MMO that like stick out for you? Well, it would still be wow for me because whenever I like whenever I got into wow my friend that i played with uh he played a warlock and i went and i I picked a troll hunter because i thought trolls trolls are probably my favorite race in wow as far as like lore and stuff so i was a troll hunter and i have a lot of memories of just like running around and just trying to see what we could solo with the pet classes because like your pets almost acted like extra characters and they could tank for you right but after playing a hunter for a while and my friend playing warlock he moved on to like a pvp server and he, he was playing rogue and i ended up being a shaman and that was the character i ended up raiding on well shamans really couldn't do much else than just be totem people <laughs> like you were yeah. there just to buff people and hill you really couldn't do good being enhancement unless you were doing strictly pvp with a two-handed weapon uh elemental i believe wasn't great because there were some bosses you could just ignore nature damage. Oh, that was in like a dungeon. Uh, but so I ended up being a healer. And I remember healing for Ragnaros and going through all of that. Just I don't remember any like specific fights, but I just remember doing Molten Core a lot. And I mean, that's a that. pretty big memory. Like that, that's a huge dungeon. And like, it's a pretty epic thing to go through. It's been like, any vanilla raids are like just super epic uh, encounters where it's just like hours long, uh, just a massive amount of people. Like you get that, you definitely get that sense of community there too. Like there's 40 people in a raid. Like, yeah, I was, I think 13 or 14. This is probably 2005. I think whenever I healed that. So yeah, I was probably 13. So I, I was one of the, groups healers and totem boy <laughs> uh yeah i just i remember like i don't know i was really shy i didn't have a mic you didn't have a mic either i believe i for, didn't know uh, i was so saying before was, that's how i learned how to type was because i was doing like main tank stuff and i didn't have a mic so i had to be able to type to people to tell them what i wanted to do if they needed to move somewhere and like also continue tanking at the same time yeah, yeah. I, I didn't learn to type super well. I still don't type super well. I mess up spelling and spelling errors, errors and all that jazz all the time still. But I wasn't a main tank, so I didn't have to <laughs> interact with people as much. I was just a hiller. I just remember people just telling me what to do 
And I remember having like a wipe once and I just had to use my shaman onk, which is like a free resurrection and just, you know, slowly resurrecting every everybody. I felt pretty cool for a 13 year old being that one person to just get up and res everybody. Yeah. Uh, that, that felt cool. I just remember wiping a lot. And I don't know if it was because I was bad with like managing things. Uh, I, I know I felt like I was doing some things right because I had like 10 different healing spells on my bar of the same hill, um, multiple lightning bolts, multiple earth shocks because they're like, you can earth shock, but don't use the higher level one because you're going to taunt them. Don't. Yeah. I mean, people wiped a lot back then, too, though. Like that was I mean, this time around with classic, you definitely got a lot less of that. Uh, it looks like everyone just kind of knew what to do this time around. But um, yeah. back then, it was pretty common to wipe yeah. just repeatedly. People just didn't know what they were doing. And the, the, like two aspects of it is like we're, we're we have more knowledge of the Internet now. Like we we can look up the uh, like data mine stuff and just know what to do and what stats are. And they're like, is this overtuned? Is this undertuned? Uh, whenever WoW Classic came out, people were grabbing every buff in the world and just absolutely destroying bosses. Uh, people were saying maybe you shouldn't have, we shouldn't have the ability to grab all these buffs because it's just making things too easy. Um, but what I did enjoy with just normal uh, classic WoW, was it vanilla or classic? How do I differentiate these? Vanilla was the original. Classic so is the remake. With, with vanilla, there was just, just this mysticism because data mining wasn't, as good i want to say there still was data mining but like you didn't know if you were doing what you were doing wrong or right you just had your group telling you what to do and whenever you went out and quested like you could potentially find something that no one else has ever found like to go back to x play i remember watching a video and yes. they talked about all these hidden things and i was glued to the tv screen yes. watching that. i was like i want to be like that guy to find lincoln's boomerang or sword or whatever like i went and did that whole question because of x play i loved it i was i i just remember just being so deep into the mysticism of like people not many people have done this and that feels great to know uh and we don't have that anymore there's just people data mind things everything is known near i'm gonna say nearly everything and that 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 kind of hurts i i don't know if that's just because i'm like 30 I'm, I'm older and it's just easier to know things nowadays or it's just because how the internet is and we can look up everything that that's kind of like whenever i get in arguments with our friends about looking up stuff because i enjoy uh that group shared moment of discovering something and in having that moment together but not everybody values that so it's a little hard yeah, no, I feel the same way. I I think it is part of just getting older, but it is just the product of things advancing and just being in a world where uh, information is easily obtainable. Uh, like, like, I live for the surprise, but it's hard to be surprised at a lot of things nowadays. Yeah. Uh, well, we spent a good bit of time talking about... Was there any MMOs we might want to try to go and try, though? <laughs> I mean, I've always been bringing up MMOs. Like, I got a few. I mean, I personally have played in the past year. I've played Elder Scrolls Online, which actually has a sale going right now. Uh, I think everybody owns some version of that. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars, uh, Swotor's, The Old Republic, that one. 
I was like, I always call it SWOTOR, but uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, you've played that one. Uh, there's also Lord of the Rings Online, which is apparently also going to be revamped in the new fu- near future. I so, I refuse. Yeah, uh, those are the ones that I've talked about. Uh, there are others, I'm sure, that I haven't really thought about. I know we we like we played uh, Final Fantasy 14 together. Yes, that that that's a big one too. <laughs> yeah, that's now like the most popular MMO. Literally because WoW decided to die and they're not they're just not messing up. Right. Uh I say that, but apparently the most recent content update is a banger, and that's always good to hear. Uh, right. But with our friend group, I was always hesitant to like play that game because it's such a story driven game and our friends kinda wanna rush through things and they don't care about the story. And I feel like that hurts me as someone trying to enjoy something. But Yeah, I mean it's a like our friend group is definitely not uh, we're not we're not the same we're, we're, yeah, all not, we're the not the same, same. which it's which not a problem it's, it's not a problem it's just it just that's how it is it's limiting in terms of what we can play it's, i do remember like one of the people in our friend group joined us in playing uh classic and uh both you and i swapped off as tanks and he was the healer and it was so slow that he just like stopped healing for a while <laughs> and i i know asleep. i just I, full-on died yeah i swear he fell asleep <laughs> yeah which is understand like it's a slow game, especially when you're leveling. So I get okay. it. I find that so enjoyable. Like it's almost methodical with how yeah. you fight. I like and that. He, he just like he just didn't appreciate that, which is perfectly fine. You're not not, not everyone can appreciate that, and that's fine. <laughs> so it's hard to just work with the friends you got because you can't really always make new friends. Like you want to experience experience it with your own friend group, and that just doesn't always work. Uh, we tried to br- play uh, current like uh, Shadowlands with a group of four and it was our one friend's first time playing wow and he had fun with it i believe yeah and but, I, he surprisingly had fun with it i was not expecting him to actually enjoy it as much as he did yeah it's it's hard to get someone new to play wow like returning players are a thing but getting someone new i feel is pretty crazy to, at least in my opinion uh but we we do bring up like I, at least he our one friend does bring up Final Fantasy fourteen sometimes just as an MMO, and it, it kind of checks a lot of boxes as far as being four people. Like dungeons in that game are four people. It does yeah. suffer from having that kind of slow feel to it, especially when you're leveling, though. Yeah, and it's extremely story based. If you are skipping the story in Final Fantasy fourteen, I don't know if that game's worth playing. Yeah, like I, there are those people who are hardcore raiders and stuff, but. Man, playing an RPG without the story, you're you're missing the whole role play role role of it. Like, ah, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, I I, I want to play an MMO. Maybe people can recommend one to go into, but it, it is a big uptake, and I do have that itch. But there's a lot of other things in life. Yeah, I mean, if anyone has any recommendations for us that like check some boxes of like four people fast enough to like hold someone's attention. Uh, and isn't Terra? Go for it. We know about Terra. We played Terra. Yeah, we did play Terra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we talked about MMOs for like forty-three minutes, so maybe we can uh, do some news before we head into upcoming games. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, first story we got here is about um a Half-Life mod. Oh, jeez. Uh, so modder Gag- 
Gagnatar uh, released a mod for Half-Life 2 that replaces Alex with uh, Crystal from Star Fox. This was back in 2017. Uh, after going through some updates, the most recent update features uh, voice acting from the original voice actor, Estelle Ellis, who originally voice acted Crystal. This is so weird. Uh, people don't know. Crystal is from Star Fox Adventures. And if you don't know what that character is, you probably if you're if you're anywhere on like DeviantArt or the internet <laughs> and you've looked up Star Fox, she's the blue fox lady. Yeah. Uh, and if you played Star Fox Adventure, this isn't like the, an old Star Fox game. It's not like Star Fox 64 that like all of us, I guess, boomers have played. Like I, I haven't played that, but I did play Adventure and I remember seeing her and then there's like a, a furry awakening for anybody out there. If you played that as a kid and you're just like, I'm into her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's, probably, you look at her and you're like, I get it. I get it. And like, that's probably how this guy who made this mod feels. Because <laughs> I, I saw this, I watched a video of it for like five seconds. I'm like, she's uh, thick with like seven C's. <laughs> yeah. And she's not normally that thick. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of specifics here. Estelle Ellis um, hadn't really done any voice actor work since like Perfect Dark Zero in 2005 was the last place that we saw. Um, the modder explained that they had been going back and forth with her for years. Eventually, uh, they just got her a decent mic and worked from there, basically, is what they said. Uh, there was also some talk from uh, the voice actor uh, from Ellis about toning down the chest physics uh it seems that the mod the or the character model they originally use uh like the original character model seems to have been meant to be a little like nsfw uh there were some definitely some quote-unquote chest physics involved there uh they have been toned down if you look at there's a comparison of two videos like one older video and one newer video uh and they very clearly show a difference to me um, I will say, this is weird like why crystal from star fox in half-life like why it doesn't yeah, make sense crystal is specifically replacing alex vance uh who if you've never played half-life 2 is like a side character that kind of follows you around uh like that you meet up with she's yeah like she's she's very important like to the story ne- next to the main character she is like the next well-known character from half-life isn't she the one uh for the vr version isn't she yeah, who you play? She's half life Alex. That she is that Alex. Yeah. So um, like it's just it just it sticks out really bad. I like look here. I love me so not safe for work. Love it. Built my life around it. But this is very strange to me. Like if it was just like maybe they tried to like just put this fox girl in there and she wasn't like overly aggressively thick, like massive. Then I would I would have been like okay, but this is like. This person's horny. Yeah, someone just really likes that character <laughs> too much. Um, it's it's odd to me because they kind of like they explain it, but they don't ex- like. There's nothing that explains to me how they got into contact with each other and decided to do this. It's just like the modder was like, "Yeah, we've been talking a little bit, and then uh, we just got her a mic." And it's like, "Well, wait." elaborate for me please <laughs> i don't like, understand yeah. i still don't understand <laughs> it's just crazy that you're just like hey you want to voice your cat your old character again but in another game but as a mod also she's like she's very thick 
Yeah. Thick to the point like, that the that the voice actor was like, can you can you tone it down just a tad? Yeah, like I don't want to say over sexualized because I feel like that's such a overused term nowadays. But she she is a lot thicker and got bigger chest than she did in Star Fox Adventure. I will say that. Yeah. Anyways, next story. I think I don't I don't think we need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're <laughs> I think yeah. we squeeze all we can out of it. Absolutely. So, um, anyways, next story. Let me solo her. I'm yeah, not talking about Crystal. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Let me solo her. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is for Elden Ring. Yeah, uh, this is for Elden Ring. Um, there's a person by the name of Let Me Solo Her who has been offering his assistance in defeating Millennia. Uh, Millennia? I don't know. How do you? You've probably. Heard how I to think say that. Melania, she's an optional boss in a very in the upper portion of the map that like you actually wouldn't find by n- normal methods. So if you ever looked at your map and you're like, why is this area not explored? That's her area. You don't even need her to beat the game, but she is the lady in the intro scene, the the, the Valkyrie looking person. Yeah. So this uh, this person has been soloing that boss. Uh, they've been offering their insistence in the form of their summoning sign. Uh, anyone who's lucky enough to get him uh, can watch him take her down himself. Uh, the only equipment he uses are a pot on his head and two katanas. Uh, so yeah. just the normal Dark Souls flex of just being naked, except for something silly. I will say that pot does do something, but it's nothing that he's using. Okay. What, what does the pot do? It boosts the reusable throwing item pots. So in this game, you can craft and you can craft the reusable pot items. So like the fire one, like a holy one, um, they can apply status effects. But that that essentially boosts those effects. But in, in the videos of him, like I saw this whenever it started and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then it just exploded. But like he d- does it without getting hit. He doesn't even use those items. He just uses the two katanas. And I think he's probably just equipment load high enough so that he can get a fast roll. I will say. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he's since had an interview with IGN. He's talked about, uh, his journey. Uh, his first kill on millennia took 242 attempts. Uh, and that was part of the reason it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, but it's also like understandable. Uh, he said that this was part of the reason he wanted to help others. He said that he really loved her design and wanted to help other people uh, fight her. Um, he also noted uh, that he has lost sometimes. Like, he doesn't always do it perfect, so he actually apologized to anyone that he's failed. Uh, uh, he's also uh, made it clear that he doesn't just solo her. Like, if people want to join in, they can. Uh, so if there's anyone who is leaving uh, after they join in, that's not him, is what he said. So if you ever beat someone who seems to be him but leaves after you fight, then that's not him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, this has obviously blown up. He's got plenty of fan tributes. I've seen a lot of memes and artwork and stuff like that, 3D printed models. There is also now a mod... Uh, this mod was made by Garden of Eyes that turns him into a spirit ash summon. 
You know, awesome. I'm going to be real honest. It wouldn't be that hard to do, considering there's a summon that already has the pot on its head and is practically naked. So they okay. just probably mod it, put in like, went into like the files and just put put two equip two katanas on this man. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so there's that. He's uh he's our hero. Definitely, I I love this. There's other people who are trying to replicate it by like saying, "Let me solo him with like Margit," and Margit like is a hard boss, like probably the boss I spent the longest time on myself. So there's definitely people trying to repl- yeah. replicate it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it for "Let me solo him" for him. There's also for um Moog. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a, that, that boss is practically a DPS check. I feel. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, but it's cool. I I mean, I like that trend of just being sending a bunch of people out to help people. That's cool. Yeah, do worse. I, I didn't get to experience any of this because normally when I play these games, I don't actually use like other players. Uh, but I didn't because I had I was forced to play on PlayStation Four and I couldn't play on my PC. I didn't want to pay for PlayStation online because I felt like I was already being ripped off because I had to play on PlayStation and I didn't want to spend $10. So I didn't get to interact to have any of these online interactions. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't really done anything with that either, because mostly just because I'm trying to solo things myself and actually, you know, do it uh, by myself. I haven't caved and summoned anyone yet. Some people would say that's the correct way to play the game. Yeah, also, I mean, should, it, you should your character should be naked. You should only use like a broken sword. He'll everything. If you're dodging, you're cheating. Yeah, you can't block. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we got another story here. Uh, there was uh, an arrest involving Club Penguin in the UK. Uh, there was something called Club Penguin rewritten. <laughs> That is basically just like a private server for Club Penguin. Uh, have you ever played Club Penguin? I have not. It's just I've never I've never played it. I didn't know it still was alive. No, it's dead. But like people okay. are doing like private servers because it's dead. Like it, it got taken down a while ago. Like not taken down, but like uh, the owner, like Disney or whatever, shut it down. Really? Yeah, that's why Club there's Penguin? private servers, and that's also why. People are upset about people getting arrested over this. Okay. Um, a detective constable of the Police Intellectual Property Crime Unit in London. What? Why is that a thing? Okay. Uh, yeah. Emailed a statement to TechCrunch saying, following a complaint under copyright law, I'm going to call them PIPCU, uh, have seized a gaming website as part of an ongoing investigation into the site. They also said three people were arrested on April 12th on suspicion of distributing materials, infringing copyright, and searches were carried out. And they also said that they have been released under investigation. This is um, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, if you go to the website that the server was originally on, uh, it's just like a black website with like City of London on the top right. And it just says this has been seized uh, under investigation or whatever. Uh, so... Pretty silly. Uh, it also means that someone had to like carry out a copyright against it. Like someone had to be like, "Hey, like I'm assuming the police aren't just like hunting down rogue club penguin servers, right?" Like, I have yeah. to hope that that's not happening. 
Yeah, I thought, like, whenever I saw this was something we were going to talk about, I thought it was like, oh, maybe someone did hor- something horrible in Club Penguin, and I didn't even realize like, the game is actually truly dead. Yeah. Uh, but this is like whenever people were making WoW servers, like WoW Classic servers back before WoW Classic was a thing, and they said it wasn't ever going to be a thing. Idiots. Um, that it was just people who loved the game. I don't even know if they were getting money off of these fake servers. Uh, private servers, sorry, fake. Um, but like these, these people who like the game, why are you arresting them over something that this is why I hate the idea of going after someone who just appreciates something. Yeah. It's, it's something that we've talked about before. It's just, it is really frustrating when someone's just trying to like preserve something or just, uh, continue something that has been since been abandoned and no one's making money off of anymore. It's like, what do you care? Especially if they're not making money off of it. Yeah, like, I get, like, protecting your intellectual property. I I understand that. Like, I'm an artist. I get it. But you literally abandoned it. They abandoned it. It's it's dead. They're just making a server that played the game that they loved, I assume. Hopefully nothing malicious. Who knows what's going on on Club Penguin. When I think think of Club Penguin, I do think of malicious things of just getting banned for, like, literally anything. I've never played it, but I saw that, like, people talk about it and meme on it. Yeah, that's all I know Club Penguin through is memes. Same. <laughs> ah, yeah. Anyways, next story. China, uh, back at it again with the heavy regulation. Um, we've talked about before about how they regulated um, their games industry. Uh, basically, like games can't be released if they're not approved. So there's a heavy, rigorous approval process. Uh, this also is being extended to live streams of games. Uh, that being that if it's not an approved game, you're probably going to get banned. Um, they also called out streams uh, saying that they want them to avoid, uh, quote, traffic-oriented aesthetics. Uh, what does that mean? I think, I'm not sure who can say, but I think what that means is uh, trying to do stuff to get views, right? Or like trying to set your live stream up uh, to get views. So like, no, like hot tub streams where it's just like your only goal is to like move traffic. Don't like troll people just to get traffic, stuff like that. That is my guess. I don't know that for sure because it's not clear. Undesirable behavior. <laughs> yeah, undesirable fa- behavior they called out. And they also want uh, to make it clear that uh, people should interact with viewers in a, quote, civilized and healthy environment. Also, they don't want simping. Yeah. That's impossible because I think a lot of the most successful Chinese streamers are uh, women who are just getting gifts through simping. So, yeah, people are going to simp. Let them simp. Who cares? These are are lost people anyways. Yeah, overall, you can't ban simping. So, yeah, people are going to simp. Yeah. I don't know. It sucks. There's not much to say about that. It's just stop it. Stop the stop it. Just stop. Just stop don't do it. Banning people for I, I hate how restricted the Internet's getting. It goes back to what I was saying earlier with there's no wonder in the Internet anymore. People are just restricting it. And I hate it. Yeah, it's rough. Last story here. Um, Utada Hikaru uh, performed at Coachella. Uh, pretty exciting. A lot of people were happy about that. Obviously, Kingdom Hearts fa- uh, fans are happy, especially because they opened with Simple and Clean. Yeah, that's great that they did that. Yeah. Uh, also, they sang Face My Fears. That was one from Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, 
Obviously, Utada Hikaru also has other music. They also performed a new song called T. Uh, I listened to it. It's like very like R&B, uh, almost kind of like a sexy song to me. Like, that's what it sounds like. Uh, did, did they sing it in Japanese or English? It was English. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's cool, and uh, obviously, it's one uh, another check mark and a pretty eventful year for Kingdom Hearts, uh, but also yeah. really cool to have uh, Utada Hikaru go up on stage at Coachella, a very popular event, and uh, they deserve some recognition. They're a very good artist. I've heard other songs from them before, so uh, you know, great that they got to get up on stage there at a very big event in the U.S. Yeah. 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 Simple, simple and clean has no meaning, but yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, it has meaning to me. <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't even have meaning to Utada Hikaru. So. I know, but it doesn't have to. <laughs> okay. Sure. It's still a banger. Oh, yeah. Any song could be it's a banger still, with no meaning. <laughs> it still slaps. And that's what I stand by. <laughs> Quit being a spoiled sport here. Not being a spoiled sport. Anyways, let's talk about some games coming up. Yay. Uh, the Iron Oath is entering early access as of when we're recording today, uh, April 19th. Uh, this is the next fest game. Uh, it's actually uh, coming into early access. I kind of misunderstood at first, but it is uh, going into early access. It is a turn-based tactics game uh has a lot of party management uh lots of strategy outside of combat you're doing a lot of um uh navigating via like overworld um a lot of like managing time outside of combat and uh how you you know uh conduct your party stuff like that um pretty cool like i i played the demo for it uh because i actually downloaded it for next fest yeah. uh really cool it has like a main feature of like dungeons which uh you navigate dungeons via like a tile map Mm -hmm. uh when you're traversing that tile map there's a timer involved with it so uh whenever you take actions it uh, moves the timer so if you're like moving if you're healing or camping or anything like that if you're you know just using a healing potion for example uh moves the timer ahead one tick uh when the timer fills up uh, a new event happens and these events are just random. So a lot of times there's stuff like your injuries become more severe or like traps deal more damage, stuff like that. They're normally negative. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't personally see a positive one, so I don't know if there are positive ones that can happen. From what I read and heard about the most positive one is nothing happens. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, for people trying to picture this, it's like, I think, a tactical turn-based game, like Final Fantasy Tactics style game meets like Darkest Dungeon, where like your characters have permadeath. Uh, if they get injured, they could have permanent injuries, say like losing like an eye or like getting beat so bad that you got to like have them sit sit out for a while and you can sub in another character. Uh, there's multiple classes. This is high fantasy, so lots of magic. Uh, there's even a... You like unlock skills similar to Darkest Dungeon where you're picking between sets of abilities and each of those abilities has their own little skill tree to them where so you can modify how they work, how many uses and charges you get up at each skill, uh, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, um, 
And it's also important to note that during those dungeons I was talking about, um, obviously your health carries over between battles, but also the amount of moves you've used carries out too. You have a certain amount of uses, like you said, for your skills. Uh, and if you use them all, they're gone for the rest of the dungeon. Yeah, you can camp to like restore them, right? Yeah, but that obviously costs time. So it's just a lot yeah. of decision making in that regard of do I want to risk a new thing happening or do I want to just carry on with uh, the like no moves left on this move? Yeah, and a lot of people are probably thinking, well, that sounds really hard, like Darkest Dungeon. But apparently like between the alpha of this game and the like early beta uh, or going into early access, they have like nerfed a lot of the early game content so that it, it's a little easier. I don't know if nerfed is the right way, maybe balanced it better. They but also, it, uh, yeah. to that effect, uh, when you start the game, you actually choose a difficulty, and a difficulty isn't just easy, hard, etc. It has like a couple of preset difficulties, but it's uh, changeable by slider for like different stats. So there's basic stuff like uh, item drop rate, there's like uh, enemy health, uh, and like party health, and etc. Just stuff like that. So you have a lot of customization in how you want to deal with the game if you want it to be easier or harder. I, I like that. I like just having the like I, I like difficulty. I, I like to put myself somewhere between like casual and competitive, like between those two with it being closer to like competitive and trying hard. But I like to enjoy myself. But I like that there's a slider. So like if I want to just be like, I really like getting a lot of cool items. So just bump that slider up. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I enjoyed it. It's pretty fun. Uh, We can talk about the next game here. We've got um. Ember Knights uh, also coming into early access. Uh, this actually comes out uh, as of the day we release this, Wednesday, April 20th. Uh, this is an isometric action roguelite uh, with co-op. Uh, That's just, cool. Yeah, it's just like a general like top-down action-y kind of game. I really, I it caught my eye. Uh, it has like a bright, colorful aesthetic to it. It's not like super dark. Uh, like it just looks fun. It has, uh, some music that sounds pretty cool. Uh, the gameplay has like a good mix of like fast paced, but also still readable. We play a similar game called uh, Conan chop chop that we've talked about before. And that's a game where it looks like, uh, it's just constant chaos. And you and I had the same problem where we always lose our characters in it. Yeah. It could be that it's also like a shared, like you, like our friend owns the game and, we're just sharing his screen type of thing, but this has online co-op. So if you all own it, you can just play on your own screen. So maybe that'll help with like your character being lost. But this game also looks a lot uh, nicer. Yeah, it looks much more clear. It looks like uh, you'll be able to keep track of your character better. Yeah, I'm not to I'm me. Not I can't say that because I haven't played it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to Conan Chop Shop, but. Yeah, we had fun with that game. It's just there are moments where it's like, well, I just didn't see my... Like, there was a moment where we died on a recent boss where I died because I just couldn't see myself under the boss's health bar. Oh. And that that could be frustrating. Yeah, I, I just want to include that game. It looks like it could be fun. And yeah, uh, like I said, I really like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, it's got like some nice pixel graphics. Think like... Maybe Hades with friends is maybe how this could go. Picking up different abilities and stuff. Yeah. Uh, another game that I uh, picked out here is coming out next Tuesday, April 26th. It's called uh, King Arthur Knight's Tale. 
Uh, it's actually coming out, out of early access, so it'll be on its full release. I did not intend this when I was looking at upcoming games. This has some similarities to the Iron Oath. <laughs> if you looked at the games, you wouldn't be like, oh, those are the same game. But on paper, it is a turn-based tactics game that also feels kind of like a classic RPG kind of feel. It has a lot of emphasis on party management. It has stuff like carrying over health and injuries and stuff like that. Uh, so it has some similarities that I did not intend when I was picking out upcoming games. Yeah, this is a lot, a little, little more like realistic looking other than the other game because it was more of a pixel based game. Yeah, very dark atmosphere. The story is like King Arthur's stuff, but very loosely adapted. So you're actually the bad guy. You're Sir Mordred, uh, the Black oh. Knight. Uh, oh. You and Arthur in this world kill each other at the same time, basically. Um, you're resurrected in Avalon by the Lady of the Lake, and Arthur apparently became bad in his resurrection. Uh, so you're actually uh, sent to kill him now. Uh, along the way for your party, you recruit his ex-knights and like his friends and stuff. Uh, along the way, they obviously hate you from jumps, so your goal is to basically make them happier and more likely to trust you. Otherwise, sometimes they might actually defect to King Arthur's side. That's crazy. Like, this is definitely a game I probably wouldn't. Like, I like strategy games, tactical RPGs. But, like, when I see King Arthur, I'm like, eh, it's not for me. I'm more, like, anime fantasy stuff garbage. But, like, you know, the, the way you're telling it, like, the idea of, like, you're just the bad guy trying to win over, like, the good guy who's now bad's friends. Like, that's that's funny. Yeah, it's it at least makes it more interesting because King Arthur stuff is kind of played out. But, uh... Absolutely. At least they kind of retell it in an interesting way. Uh, we have one more. You actually brought this one up. Uh, it's coming out for early access. It's Astral Ascent. Tell us some more about that. Yeah, Astral Ascent. So it's like a side-scrolling uh, roguelite, similar to like Dead Cells, very similar pixel graphics, uh, picking up new abilities and stuff. But where that game was more get a new weapon to get like a new... A, like play style this game is it's got four characters and it all kind of plays out similar to like a fighting game where say if you're playing on mouse and keyboard you have like your left and right click your left click is like your normal like auto your 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 normal hitting attack and it builds up an energy bar and when you build this up you have your right click which is like a combo and when you right click you're going to use one combo chain and then it's going to go to a next combo chain and then the next one and next one and as you do like the roguelite stuff which is picking up abilities you're modifying this combo chain and you can add modifiers to it to say like maybe add a percent chance to stun an enemy do do like a different elemental effect but instead of just modifying you can also just pick up a whole new ability for that combo chain and i thought that was really cool like having a fighting game-esque aspect to it uh you can also you also have like a utility hill and a i believe like a damaging spell but I, the main thing that brought me in it's just four different characters plays okay. like a fighting game combo chain so the the modifications of the combos do those come in the form of like just pickups you can get or is that like a store yeah it's like similar to it to like a lot of roguelites where like you'll go through like a like a dungeon or like you choose between different paths and at the end of it you'll pick up a new uh either a new ability to modify one of them or just straight up a new ability and then you can choose to just go to a path that is a merchant and just but you trade up like buy the new ability or stats um 
And the bosses throughout the game are uh, the Zodiacs. So about 12 Zodiac bosses that are all themed differently. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, that sounds fun. Um, yeah, I would say it's very similar to Dead Cells or the Skull. If you've ever heard of Skull, it's S-K-U-L. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I should also mention, I did say it's coming out for early access. I meant it actually is already out for early access. Yeah, I, I just saw this game recently. Like, I knew it was coming up, but I just forgot to talk about it in previous weeks. But it came out on the 12th in early access. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's fine. It's still, it's available for pickup now. Uh, it sounds fun. Take a look. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Beck. We uh, we made it through. We did. We did make it through. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that's all for us, folks. Thanks for listening. I hope you like uh, this time around. I feel like we did a little bit different in our uh, setup for the week. Yeah, we still did news, but we just wanted to try a tangent of MMOs, maybe just geeking out about the stuff we've enjoyed in the past. Yeah, I feel like we don't talk about ourselves, and that's what the world needs is us talking about ourselves more. Yeah, we still want to bring you the news, <laughs> but just kind of sprinkle in, like, or maybe just go on more tangents of stuff we're enjoying. Yeah, get to know us a little better and uh, maybe learn a bit more about some older games or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but in the meantime, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, if you liked it, then give it a like. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, yeah, in the meantime, go go solo some Elden Ring. Go put your sign down. Go help someone out. Yeah, or, or go roll a Katamari Damacy ball and make a planet. Yeah, try to take some acid before you do that and see how that goes. Let us know. Acid makes it a perfectly normal game. Okay, but actually don't do that. I don't know if we could say that. So let's let's just say don't do that. But uh <laughs> totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye everyone. Bye.